Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Is off track with Hinch and Ross. Do you like my sweater? Not like what's on it necessarily, but like the cut of it. You can't really see it all. You it's know what really I like? Nice I liked your sweater more when you did the announcement for for. Is it pronounced Pafaf? Um, you're a smart guy. <clears throat> Have you <laughs> heard of any word where a P and an F together <clears throat> were pronounced like that, guys? I'm going to apologize. I would like them to be in advance for my voice today. I don't know why it's so gone. Well, Is it 150 flights. It's it's got something to do with that because <clears throat> I didn't. I we did go to a wedding this weekend, but I did not feel like it was necessarily the wedding behavior that led to this. <clears throat> but it, I could be wrong. It could be the wedding behavior tacked onto a bunch of flights and just not a ton of sleep, maybe some bad decisions. I don't know. <clears throat> well. Yeah. So it's well, going to be a fun episode today. I'm excited. Time, you guys are time, both under the it's, weather. It's that time of year. So people get so, sick and when you travel for <laughs> 100. <laughs> he just, did you just remove yourself? I hit the space bar. I didn't realize <laughs> that's what that would happen. So anyways, all right. we feel great. So before we get to the wedding, mm. let's backtrack because last time before we spoke, um, you were about to head out to Cal. Well, you're about to go for a test. Mm-hmm. And we were, I, we, we recorded this in uh, Homestead. You were at the event, but had yep. not tested yet. So um, how did that go? Not well. Um, so the track, uh, the track went green at 9am. And um, I completed my first lap at 3pm. Um, <laughs> we had six failed installs. Maybe maybe only five. Um, so left the pits and, series and, and stopped somewhere on the track prior to getting back into pit lane. So couldn't even complete a lap. Um, and then we had a couple more failures uh, throughout that process um, in the afternoon, even once we got running at 3 p.m. 
So I ended up doing a, a, a grand total of, I think, like timed laps. I think it was like 25, 26. Okay. okay. Um, so my but feeling of homestead is not quite as poor as you, but also because I didn't, I didn't spend did much time there. A fraction of the lap. Yeah. I did a fraction of the lap. So we go back there uh, December 5th, 6th, and 7th. So hopefully it's a much more productive test that time around. But uh, only time will tell. So then um, I got on a plane to California. And um, how are you feeling physically during all this? I was, I was, I was okay. I was okay. Didn't feel awesome. Um, but you know, it's that time of year. Like my, yeah. my throat is annoying me right now, but uh yeah, it's that time of year. So, anyways, um <clears throat> fast forward to Flying House, California, got there, um, and I didn't know much about what velocity invitational is. Yeah, I feel know? like I knew more about this than you did, which is weird. I think you 100% did um, because in in a lot of things that have to do particularly with um, doing things with the team via Zach, it's kind of like... I mean, like, that's... I just want to pause. That's not a word. Particularly? What? Yes, it is. Particularly is. That, yeah, I think that's... I think that is accurate, actually. Particularly, particularly, it's the same word. It's, it's just he's pronouncing word. it differently. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a word. But yeah, well, particularly, there there might be an extra letter, letter in the one you're saying. It's like aluminium and aluminum. But yes, anyway, the, the point is, Jim, you knew what he meant. Right, you I knew what he meant. Particularly, Lee, not particularly, particularly, particularly. Okay, you know what? You're not feeling well. Well, let's let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one that started this i know and I'm, that's what i'm saying i'll let it go and now sorry. he's ending it sorry now he's ending it oh good lord especially <laughs> when it comes to do with things via zach or did i say that wrong because it's just z-a-k and not z-a-c-k <laughs> or I'm, done. I'm, I'm done i'm done uh-huh. z-a-k but whatever <sighs> um it's kind of like yo dude oh sorry yo isn't proper english uh hello sir would you like to join us for this event? Sure. That sounds nice. Thank you, other sir. And that's kind of all you know. And it's like the dates are going to be X, be here for all or some or whatever of it that you can be. So essentially, I was like, yep, love to. Unfortunately, I've already got, unfortunately, that's that's a word, right, Tim? Yeah, um, I'll chime I, in when they're wrong, if that helps. Okay. Okay. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I only uh, can come for one day because I've, I'm in a wedding um, on the 11th. Long story short, um, what Velocity Invitational is, is a event that really is just a representation of the eras of motorsports. And some of that is via people's, or is it via? Via, via, does it matter? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Mm. Um via people's personal collections. Um, it might be through race team having kept historic cars for a long time, or it might be race teams. And so McLaren in this state has what's called the heritage collection, uh, which consists of 82 cars um, that they have. That's insane. 
That's yeah. awesome. 82 cars. And so these, so these, sorry, let me, these were all, as you said, there's kind of different iterations here, but these ones were all owned by the McLaren heritage collection. So essentially it's McLaren's person, like the McLaren team's private collection. These weren't from private owners correct, or anything correct. like that. So okay. they had, they had, um, three, five, eight cars there. So eight of the 82 uh, were on display at velocity and they all were chosen. So each velocity event, um, very similar to each kind of Goodwood event that they do, they choose cars that are meaningful to the team for a particular reason. So for example, it's the 60th, <laughs> excuse me, anniversary of McLaren racing being involved in formula one. So these are truly, these were eight of their favorites. Um, it, it had nothing to do with like a specific design parameter. It had nothing to do with the specific right. driver or era or anything. These were purely, these are eight of McLaren racing's favorite vehicles from their timeline. Right? right. And so I showed up to the garage and I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is very cool. And typical McLaren F1 fashion, it's a garage with signage and they were steam cleaning floors and all this stuff. And, and everything was just done to the nines to, to represent the brand. And so basically they were like, all right, <clears throat> what do you want to drive? And on the kind of one side of the wall, there was two modern era F1 cars, which were 08, um, Hamilton's 08 F1 car. And then Mika Hakkinen's 2004, I believe. 2001. 2001. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an MP4. It was an 01 MP4. And so, um, they were like, you can't, you can't choose those because those are being saved for Saturday, Sunday. There's a limited amount of laps that we can run on the Mercedes engines. So anything else? So I immediately went to Alan Pross. Uh, they had two of Alan Pross cars there because that was the Porsche tag motor that when they turned those up to maximum boost, they were making like 1200 horsepower. Now, why do I get the sense they're not going to let you out there on maximum, like full beans boost? Well, they weren't, but so max boost was three bar and they were going to run it at two bar. So it was still going to be almost a thousand horsepower. And last year at Velocity, which was at Laguna Seca, Tanner Faust chose and drove that car and the boost controller broke. So he actually got full boost for five, <laughs> which is amazing. He said it was love it terrifying but amazing right remember when that happened to joseph at that barber test no it was a phoenix got, test no it happened at barber ones too hmm. it was the opening test of the season and like the boost control the bed and so he was running around at like a million times more power than he was supposed to have he's like oh my god these guys did such a great job over the winter this car's got so much more power he's like running out of sixth gear halfway down the front street <laughs> they come in they're like yeah we got to pull you out of the car and change motors that one's done now <laughs> sorry sidebar um so yeah so i i went to get in that and um couldn't fit like just too tall dude i would have it, it, it's not something that's like it was driver comfort it's like i i physically couldn't fit like from your height, shoulders from were so far above yeah. the side of the cockpit that like you would look like donkey kong your well, elbows would have been outside the cockpit and holding it was, the top. It, it honestly really was an upper body. It's because you have to you have to right foot brake these cars because my feet were so jammed in. They're not from a width or height standpoint. My legs were so jammed in. I couldn't confidently get off the throttle and over to the brake 
Right. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not playing that game. Like, yeah, I'm not forcing that through because the last thing I need is me trying to get my right foot off. It gets stuck somehow behind the brake. Like, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. Fair. So then um, my next choice was Senna's car, obviously. And that one was a bit closer, but they were like, mm, that one's going to take some work um, to get done. Let's we for sure. Let's put you in because it would have required a kind of an adjustment with the steering column and, and moving a pedal and all this stuff. Let's put you in James Hunt's car because we know for sure you're going to fit in that. That's the biggest car we have from a height yeah. perspective. Sure enough, slide in that sucker. Didn't have to change one thing. Fit perfectly. It was like, hand me the cigarettes. Like, we're good to go. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> that's what I ended up getting to drive on Friday. Hey, to be fair, in his defense, he also did a lot of cocaine. Of course. So I, we got to drive, allegedly. I got to drive James Hunt's M26 from 1977, which Amazing. is just so cool. And like arguably, yes, Lewis's car is cool for a lot of reasons. But like I was fortunate enough to drive modern day F1 cars. Correct. I drove the V8s. Like yeah, it's, you drove cars faster than that one. Yeah, I, I've gotten to do it. James Hunt's car. I mean, he's he's arguably the coolest guy to ever drive a Formula One car. Um, I don't think there's an argument. I think right. that's uh, so pretty <laughs> universally believed. So I got to drive it around Sonoma for five laps, which was as cool as you would think it would be. And and I'm still blown away every time I get into one of these things. So I had the, the opportunity to drive um, Jim Clark's Lotus 49, which was from 67, so 10 years prior. And like they're still better than any road car you can buy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and it's just amazing formula one technology that even though it's f- going on 50 years old, right. It's still, it, it's still very, very good. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was great. Uh, and then, yep, yeah, unfortunately had to leave a little bit early uh, or I would have been able to drive um, Hackenden's car, which would have been cool. But uh, we'll save that for next time. Those you cars aren't going anywhere. Yeah. So, so what was the what was the part of that car that surprised you the most? Because like you you watch old races and like you see old clips and old pictures and those guys are always just like full up a lock and like they, those cars look like an absolute blast to drive. Um, Terrifying, but yeah, fun. very very forgiving. Like a big a big operating window, right? Um, and incredible brakes. Interesting. Okay. So much so I got out and I was like, is that, is that real? Is that period is that correct? Is, yeah. Is, or is yeah. that just like 2023 Brembo's? Cause like, right. I don't, and they were like, no man, that's, that's real. Now it helps the thing weighs 38 pounds. Um, Great point. Right. right? Very light. Um, very light car. So it did a lot of things well from an acceleration braking standpoint, change of direction sort of thing, much better probably in a lot of ways in the cars that we drive. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say in like, like anything an F1 car, what surprises you the most? The braking. Like, yeah, good yeah. point. I mean, that's, that's going to be the same thing you hear today, right? Just mm-hmm. how quickly those things can stop. That's cool, man. That's yeah. super cool. Well, yeah. I'm glad you got to do it. 
uh, I'm kind of, I'm, you know what, I'm glad that there's still some treasures that you didn't get to try. So that way, when you go back, you'll get to experience other cool things for the first time. And it's not just like a, oh, another velocity event. Right. Where I'm going right. to drive some all to, these cars. Some to look forward to, for sure. Some to look forward to. Very good. And then <clears throat> you flew back across the country, back to Florida for our good old buddy, George and Philippa's wedding. Yeah. Got on, got on the old, the old red eyed chestnut. Everyone's favorite um, landed in Orlando, drove to Tampa, um, got there in time to have like an hour and 10 minute nap and then uh, met everyone and proceeded in the festivities, festivities, sorry, Tim. And it was a amazing wedding. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, beautiful, beautiful wedding. Um, just a, a really good time. Saw some people I haven't seen in a while. Um, saw the group from, Punta Cana, which had been over a year. So that was nice to kind of reconnect with those boys. And uh, yeah, I think George and Philippa enjoyed themselves immensely. And that's all that matters. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was great. It was funny. The I, I've come to establish that there are, there's like one profession that scares me in a way that other ones don't. Other people scare me in various ways. But there's something about wedding planners that I just find terrifying. And having done now two weddings in like the span of a month, both of which being in the party and both of which had wedding planners, it's a unique breed of human being that does that job. Um, remarkably talented, organized, and their ability to execute in a high pressure situation is like, I mean, they basically should be Navy SEALs their their focus is that and my my terror level of dealing with them is also that and when we were doing when we were doing the rehearsal uh on the friday uh alex you you hadn't got there yet so we were kind of doing the walkthrough of the ceremony who went where who did what and my whole like you just want to you just want to nail it right because you do not want to come under the wrath of the wedding planner well this is something tim doesn't ever do but yeah no, no, Tim is quite the opposite. And, uh, and we, my, the partner, I was, I was the bridesmaid I was walking with Sarah, we were lining up and I may or may not have <clears throat> had a certain song queued up on my cell phone, uh, that Alex would know about and may or may not have started playing it as we started walking down the aisle. Um, wasn't as funny to the wedding planner as it was to me and was immediately on their radar. And that was bad. That was bad. I had, I had Hawkeyes on me for the rest of that day and most of Saturday. Uh, understandably so. Um, so you were the uh, me of this wedding. I was, yeah. Me, me and Bobby were the me and you of this wedding. Because <laughs> he slept you, much less. Yeah, yeah. He passed out much. Well, you know, he passed out, but just in bed. Uh, got it, got it. Okay. So, um, but then on the actual day, Bobby was the first to walk. I was the second to walk. So we're like at the end of the, of the line. And uh, when we got up there and he said something and he, son of a bitch, he got me going, man. And it you was, did it again. Dude, well, it no, was, I was standing next was, to him this time. And I was, was like, not as bad. The <laughs> it was not as bad as Alex's <laughs> wedding, but it was the same thing. And I, I left, I just looked up and I clocked Becky who was sitting on like the other side of the aisle, the other side of the, of the event of the space. 
And it's like through like through people overhead. I just see like Becky's eyes clock me and see me. And she's just like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's not my fault. <laughs> was it Bobby another fart joke? It was not another fart joke, but it's ironic that it was Bobby that did it because Bobby yeah. was kind of inadvertently. The yeah. He was the muse for the first one. <laughs> oh, man. But I got it under control much sooner than we did for yours, Alex. I, I, I apologize for that. Um, the ceremony was beautiful. Bride looked lovely. Groom looked handsome. Everybody said yes. There some was great a, speeches. There was a, some fantastic speeches shout out to the best man and the father of the bride i thought those mm-hmm. two were, were were the ones um spectaculars there was something before the wedding so it was during photos and um, those photos looks awesome by the way james being the troublemaker that he is um i don't know what this i don't know where this is going he he brings people down to his level so those that, that <laughs> person was me and so he had everyone line Hang up. On. Hang on. They had everyone Me? line up. <laughs> and um, oh it was very clear <laughs> that, that all of the, uh, that, so George was standing on, let's call it the right. Philip was on the Dr- left. Driver's right. Yeah. All of the groomsmen were on the right side and all of the bridesmaids were on the left side. And James and I just proceed to stand on the left side with the bridesmaids to see really how long it'll take the wedding planner to notice and kind of just shuffle us to the other side. And um, instead, she just like took a step back, went to like like, take a picture and then was like, something's wrong. And then started like integrating everyone with everyone else (laughs) and like mixing boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And James and I just stood on the end feeling very guilty and bad about that. Um, but yeah. We like fundamentally inadvertently changed yeah, the look of their bridal party photos. <laughs> but it but I maintain it actually, I think it worked great. It turned out very well. We did something similar in ours where it wasn't just like split like a grade eight dance. You know, everybody was together intermingled. But it was funny because she like clocked us and then kind of looked at us as if like, was she like thought she was up. missing something. Right, right. She like, damn, are they actually part of the bright side of the bridal party? Cause oh, like, that's funny. That happens. That's a thing that happens. Yeah. And I, I don't know if maybe she, cause this was the photographer. I don't know. It wasn't the wedding planner. And so I don't know if maybe she wasn't sure. So she's like, let's just, you know what? We'll just mix everything up. And she didn't want to say anything. Someone. Yeah. yeah. You know, in case, in case. So we should have probably just put our arms up and be like, no, no, hang on. We'll go down there. That's fine. But then she started, she seemed like she was on a mission and I think she was happy with the outcome. So. Well, it doesn't matter if she's happy. Was Philippa happy? I believe so. <laughs> like, we'll wait to see the photos, but I think they, I think they're going to look great. They're going to be very happy with it. Um, and yeah, no, wonderful, wonderful evening. We had to catch flights back to Indy. So we did not get to enjoy the uh, Sunday poolside lunch program unfortunately because a little bit of sunshine would have been nice instead we got on a plane and came back to cold indianapolis because it's now officially cold here and that's relative because it's the middle of november and it should be snowing here and now it's just like right now it's just like single digits at night celsius real temperature but 
Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Ecukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We, uh, we also flew Spirit back, talking about uh, considering we're a travel podcast. Um, yeah, how was your, that? This was your second Spirit experience, This was my right? second Spirit flight in a week, yeah. And uh, I was supposed to go on spirit with you once, Alex. And then we got to the airport and you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And you just switched us onto a different flight. No. Which, by the way, I was very appreciative of. No. It got us there earlier, too. The spirit flight, we were going to Las Vegas. So it was, we were excited to get there, but we were also going for an event. So we had to be there at a certain time. And the spirit flight was delayed had already been delayed once and had just gotten delayed a second time. So I was like, no, screw this. I'm not missing the other direct flight that's going in like an hour. So we're oh, just I wasn't complaining, by the way. I was no, thrilled. You, you make it sound like we got there and I decided I didn't want to fly that I forgot some of the details. I forgot. You were probably drunk. I was probably. you're being ridiculous yeah definitely got drunk on the flight um we were going to vegas uh yeah it was you know look i didn't expect the comfiest seats in the world fine for 58 dollars, you're gonna you know i get that where i was slightly surprised was the fact that literally not a single seat on those planes reclines mm. really? to just save money on seats. If you don't have reclining options, 
I imagine per seat, that's going to save you 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they try to save money to pass that savings on to the passengers, which they did very affordable flights. Uh, we made it, we left on time. We made it. And very, uh, very clean plane. Very nice flight. Very attendance. clean. Very on time. Yeah. I mean, really, really can't complain. Really can't complain. You tried. This morning, I'm flying them again tomorrow, tomorrow <clears throat> to go to Vegas. And I'm not going to say I'm excited, but I'm curious to see another point in the data pool because, you know, one point is not enough to really form an opinion. And I did wake up this morning and saw something on Instagram where <laughs> there, was, there was a plane full of passengers at a gate. There were no staff, no flight attendants and no pilots on the plane. And the cockpit door was open. And this girl was like videotaping, like don't fly spirit. There's literally not a pilot or a flight attendant and there's 150 people on the plane. That's awesome. Good opportunity to take a plane. I mean, <laughs> well, how, do you think, how do you think that got him in the first place? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, Vegas, man. We're going Dude. to Vegas. We, uh, really we talked about it, but but I guess the event's still on, from what I've been told. So, yeah, Spike um, a surprise there. I'll point out. Look, we always <laughs> knew they were going to make it happen, right? You're going to pull it off. It's not necessarily going to be pulled off without any issues. We're not at that point of making that claim yet. But man, the uh, the schedule is so bonkers. It's so bananas. Like, I start so my, what's normally like a Thursday activity for me on an F one weekend is this thing we do called weekend warm up, and we normally film it at like four or four thirty in the afternoon on Thursday. Where that falls in relation to all the sessions and how everything works on an F weekend means that we are starting recording at 4 a.m. on Thursday. So my day will end around 6 a.m. Thursday morning. And then I have to, I guess, try to go to bed and sleep for as long as I can. And then probably be back at the track for like 5 p.m. for the first session that's at like 8 p.m. or whatever it is. It's such a bizarre, like, I, I, I literally have to go on, like, I don't know. This isn't even European time. Like, you got to be on some super weird clock to try to make this work. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, okay. I hear you. You I don't even have a I just pretty, don't understand it. You have a pretty good schedule, though, Alex. Oh, dude, my schedule is great. I've got a Dre's nightclub appearance from 730 to 830 on Friday. Then I get to drive sick cars for an hour and 40 minutes each day, taking guests on hot laps. And then, um, yeah, just hanging out. So let me know if you need a guest on your show, but like my, my hours will, I will not be available past 1 a.m. Okay. So you're not doing the post show. Got it. Um, okay. So this is a brand new track obviously yeah no one's driven it there's no video game of it there's no onboard video footage of it the teams have their sims that they've managed to put you know driver and loop sims together but you as a hot laps driver for mclaren 
will be pulling out of the pits for that first lap with a passenger, without a passenger. Uh, are you seeing this? So you're going to see every corner for the first time at speed with a passenger. Yeah. Okay. Have you studied the map at all? No. Do you know how many corners the track has? No. Okay. So okay. if you got Alex first, maybe give your spot to somebody. Yeah, maybe like claim you're nervous and you want to watch someone else go once. Although arguably let, the let, second one would be worse because the first one, he's going to kind of do a recce. He's not going to be 10 tenths. And then he's going to be like, ah, now I got it. <laughs> and the second one, he'll go balls to the wall. So it should be third. Might not know. third? Yeah, you want to go. Yeah, third would be the earliest. That would tenth. Be tenth, I think. <laughs> no, because by that point, the brakes are screwed. Right, right, right. Um, Rings are hot. But it's going to be pretty. Let's talk about the good things. It's going to be yeah. stunning to look at. Um, it's going to be something different. Hopefully with the temperature and everything, as much as that's a wild card, hopefully that's a wild card that makes the race interesting. Hopefully, you know, we see something. The last time we were at a street course at night, Red Bull really sucked. Maybe we'll see that again. Maybe we'll see Mercedes get their first win. Maybe Lando Norris who's essentially won four races this year, had Max Verstappen not existed, maybe he wins a race in Vegas. That'd be pretty cool. So, like, let's hope that some really cool things happen because this is all such an unknown to everyone. I feel like either Max or Lando winning in Vegas leads to a very ridiculous party. They're, like, friends with a bunch of... No, I know, but... But like they're friends with a bunch of DJs and stuff, and, like, Max likes to get after it. I can imagine. Did you... Okay, so, dude... I haven't heard the whole interview yet, but Christian Horner went on armchair expert with Dax Shepard. And he was saying how Dax was making this joke because Dax has an F1 podcast called F1 with DRS, E-F-F-W-O-N, F1. And he, they were, the guys were talking about how they're like, they're pretty sure that Max is the kind of guy, almost a la James Hunt, who could go out on a Saturday night, get kind of smashed, still show up and dominate on a Sunday, right? So he was asking Christian about this. And Christian was like, well, here's the thing. Max technically wrapped up the championship in Qatar on Saturday in the sprint race, right? So they were like, look, man, it's a world championship. We're going to celebrate it a little bit. Uh, It's kind of a big deal. So, or wait, was that the constructor's championship? Something got, was it the driver's championship? I forget. Whatever. It got wrapped up on a Saturday. So like we we, we weren't going to not celebrate, you know, so... We got the team together. We allowed everybody to come. And Max, you know, had a bit of a night. And he was, yeah, it was guitar. Because he's like, he's like, yeah, after five gin and tonics, we had to be like, okay, bud. All right. You still have a race tomorrow. And it ended up being like the most physical race any of these guys had ever done. And he still just like won it walking away. <laughs> it's just five G&Ts in on a Saturday night rocks up to the most physical race in the modern era of Formula One. And it's like, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little worrying. A little God, worrying, I that though. Guy. No, I mean. It's terrific. I, that, that, yes. The stories that I one day will tell about what I've witnessed Max Verstappen do <laughs> prior to dominating everyone is just hilarious. And it just leaves you in such awe of his capability at all. He's times. a phenom. So, I mean, that yeah. guy is just a, he is a supernatural being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, 
Vegas is going to be fun. It's going to be an event. It's going to be a show. It's going to be memorable. We got to be there for the first one, which is pretty cool. Um, but speaking about driving McLarens for hours at a time at night, some news came out this week. Mm. Alex Rossi is going to be competing in the Rolex 24 at Daytona with FAF Motorsports alongside someone, someone else. Someone else announced that earlier this week. Oliver Jarvis, I think, was also. It was via like a video that I feel like Tim wrote. No, I had nothing <laughs> to do with that one. I wish I did. It was pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> it was some, yeah. some corny Canadian. Some corny Canadian. Some corny her Canadian. Hey, her, she's my wife. That's my yeah. wife. Um, yeah, uh, man. We, uh, teammate, we get to, teammates again, buddy. We get to hopefully redeem ourselves from Bathurst. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have, I have confidence. This will go better than Bathurst. A, we both know that track very well. Mm. B, that's really all I've got going for us. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> e, you would like to think I'm a mid-engine GT3 car with paddle shifting is much closer to what we are used to than yeah. a right-hand drive front-engine right. stock car that you have to yes. right foot brake. Right. Stick shift, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so yes, I'm confident that it will go smoother in that respect, but yeah, fast motorsports, uh, I'm going to do all three endurance races, uh, Daytona, Sebring and Petite. Alex is joining for Daytona, uh, which is fun and exciting. I mean, that race, and we've talked about this every time, every year we talk about this, when it's 3 a.m. and they've knocked on the bus door to wake you up and drag you out to pit lane and it's 36 degrees and starting to drizzle and you're on deck and just sitting in the pits trying to stay warm and awake, then the car comes in and you've got to get in and drive from 4 to 6 a.m. in the near freezing temperatures, misting, probably under safety car for an hour and a half because of weather, fog, and you're just like, I'm never, ever doing this race again. This is so unnecessary. I don't need this in my life. And then you get to the end and you're like, man, this race is so cool. Mm -mm. And like Mm -mm. getting to do Mm -mm. that. Mm -mm. You get, you get several months removed and you're like, maybe it's cool. (laughs) It's such a sense of accomplishment getting to the end with a group of people and you all kind of shit. You feel like it's almost like, please take this in the context that I mean it. It's like, it's like the racing version of going to war. You know, like you come back, it's the mechanics are up all night. You're doing crazy hours, crazy shifts. There's inevitably contact somewhere in the night. You're bolting bits back on the car. You're duct taping. You're trying to just make sure you can get to the finish and you get there. And there's this huge sense of accomplishment, you know? So that part's awesome. And uh, super excited to do it with the FAF guys. It's a a group that I've gotten to know pretty well and I've been wanting to race with for a while now. So it's going to be fun. Manufacturer switch is a big deal though going from Porsche to McLaren uh, for that team. So a lot of unknowns in that sense, but I don't know. Hopefully we just get BOP nice. We can just cruise around. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's how it works. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. So this will be the first time that I've done Daytona or any IMSA race, not in a prototype. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to learn how to use mirrors. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah mirrors are good. Spotters mm. are better. And I have done it in both prototype and GTs and it is 
so much more mentally taxing doing it in a GT car than a prototype because you are literally having to watch your mirror as much as you're looking out of your, wind, your windscreen. But a good spotter in that race is, oh my God, it just helps you like turn down the amount of attention you're paying behind you by like 50% and just free up that, that mental capacity for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's huge, man. I give those guys so much credit and girls that so much credit because like you're up there, it's cold, it's miserable, it's windy at nighttime. You're using binoculars trying to keep an eye on your two headlights in a sea of 60 something sets of headlights. It is such a tough job, but yeah, the ones that are good at it are phenomenal. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know. Oh no, the, the GT, the GT car. Is this, the, was this your way of asking if I'll spot for you guys? It was absolutely not. I don't want you even in the state. That's fair. That's no, fair. we should probably that. do a show. You should probably come out. We should probably do a show <laughs> from Daytona. <laughs> we do a live show in Daytona. We should do a live show in Daytona. That'd be, that might be interesting. That. It's yeah. not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, it's a good idea. Because we're there forever. Let's let's try to make it. Yeah, make me come too. Yeah, we're gonna make you suffer. We're gonna make you suffer through all the cold and all the miserable parts, but then not get the enjoyment of feeling like you accomplished anything because you're not part of the team. Well, I no, want to be I here. Promise, about that. I promise I have zero for 11 hours. Drive. Yeah, I've, I'm fine. I'm, oh, no, we're gonna make sure that you have to be any of that. No, no, it's gonna be, you have you to live keep broadcast. Me up for Alex's wedding. You're gonna keep me up for a race. <laughs> it's, 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 it's impressive, actually. It's not uh, your ability to just reach that level very early in the night. <laughs> and pass out sitting completely upright, holding a cocktail, not spilling, holding. And then I get it's, back up and go out. No, no, yeah, yeah. You rally. You yeah. do not get taken down by your naps. It's one of your greatest gifts. Is it? Are we calling Arguably, that a gift? you're only one. <laughs> if you're not calling that a gift, you are. You're a gift. <laughs> oh, you're a good dad. God damn it. I got to, you see, I've got to always say that because it's true. And, I don't want one day Hazel to be listening back through the catalog of old episodes of Off Track yeah, with Intern Rossi. To this. <laughs> Is that because you don't want her to hear what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want her to learn fake words from Uncle Rossi. Certainly not. Certainly not via Uncle Rossi. <laughs> well, I'm excited uh, for you guys, James. I'm I'm really excited because you've just been bumming around. You haven't really, you know, you've not been traveling. You've not been busy. It's going to be nice for you to get out of the house. Yeah, um, just being a lazy lump. And you guys back in a car, off tracks, on track. <laughs> off tracks, going back on track, guys. We're not going to change um, the name though, because then I'd have to update logos and. Sh- and I don't want to we make were called Chris off do track I say I'm we going to do it. Chris is going to do it. I'm not yeah. going to do it. We were There's always no on track. Wait, what do you even do now? Very little. Very God. little. Damn, it's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, Chris also did uh, reiterate our point about um, wedding planners. He knows he's he's had some experience with wedding planners and also thinks that they are a unique breed of scary individual. Um, but yeah, so. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited to get back behind the wheel, obviously. Um, it's okay, I guess, that Alex is going to be there. Uh, can I crash on your bus? Can I sleep on your couch? I mean, if we're doing a live show, where did you think I was going to stay? It might be, I don't know. I'm, it might, might be like one of those shared deals. Oh. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, all right. Because Kelly's not coming and Becky's not coming, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, well, I'm not coming then. I only come to races to hang out with your wives while you're not there. 
You just fly to Indy? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. You, you we'll do a Daytona live show with the better halves. <laughs> we'll do it at Kilroy's. <laughs> at Kilroy's? Of all places, Kilroy's. I love the breadsticks. Well, yeah, they're pretty good. I'll give you that. Um, all right, guys. Well, next time we do this show, we're all going to be together. So maybe we yeah. can. Where are we going to be? In Indy. In Indy. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, it's true. Mm. We can all we could do this in person again. We yeah, could. we should do that. We haven't done that in a while. When nice. do you get into Indianapolis again, Tim? Friday. Friday. What day is it now? Monday. Monday. You get in this Friday? Yeah. Yo, you're like a whole you're a whole week ahead of schedule. Yeah. Right, right, right. So why aren't you coming not, to Vegas? Because I'm not drinking thing. Uh, because I'm going to Indy. Vegas is kind of on the way. I mean, not for a plane. It's just going to go. East. They go straight there. They just go. Mm. I don't you have, have to stop anymore. It's not like, yeah. Actually, mm. no, I switched ah. to connector Minneapolis, so I didn't have to take the, uh, I didn't want to Minneapolis take the is basically just the Vegas of the North. Like if you're leaving the airport, LA. The airport's worth it. It's, you Dude, know what? I love We've talked about this. Airport. Minneapolis it's airport is, it's one of the top three on <laughs> earth. Their international terminal is incredible. Uh, anyway, not that anybody needs to hear that story again. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, next time we're going to do this in person. Uh, we're going to have a whole lot to catch up on, on Vegas and we're going to have a whole lot to be talk about being thankful for, but going into Thanksgiving, which is including, hopefully we both have our voices back and that'd be nice. Sound better. I don't know, you guys kind of have like the NPR host going. I kind of like it. It's. Now I want it even less. Now so I want what? So you like we like sound as though we're tobacco-ridden old men. What NPR do you listen? To? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that. What? <laughs> oh, good times, guys. Good times. This has been off track with Hinch and Rossi. Off track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at AskOffTrack on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. OffTrack is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Fim. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.